Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Usually each week we discuss a chapter from the Harry Potter series, but today we're doing something a little different. I'm Bayana. And I'm Robin. Today we're doing another bonus episode. We're talking magical governments with Maggie Brevig. Maggie works for intersectional social transformation with nuns during the day and wizard activists the rest of the time. Maggie has a master of social work and loves to talk about systems, whether real or fictionalized. She's a fundraiser, an HPA volunteer, a Girl Scout, and an aspiring cat lady. She's also a Gryffindor and um, leads some of my favorite panels at LeakyCon. Yeah, she's awesome. Um, Really quick announcements. Um, We uh, use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter to follow along. You can also tag and follow us at WeBlackAndNerds. Submit to Hogwarts BSU and imagine life as a black Hogwarts student. If you would like to submit, check out the website for guidelines. Um, become a Patronus or send us a cheering charm at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. And if you um, want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, or even if you do, rate and review us on iTunes. Um, and subscribe to our newsletter, follow us on social media, and join our Slack channel. We have... Um, We don't have any news this um, bonus episode, but we will talk about any news during our regular episode on Wednesday. Um, So, yeah. So thank you, Maggie, for um, agreeing to come talk to us about, you know, the ministry and other magical governments. And I mean, you know, I think my whole thing is, do they make sense? (laughs) And so far, like... It doesn't really seem like anything, well, like anyone in the wizarding world, like nothing they do makes any sense to me. Um, and I feel like it also extends to their government. Bayana has been saying this new thing, which is like, is it, does it make the least amount of sense? Then that's what the wizards will do. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what, that yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, one of the things that I was kind of thinking about in there was this person who wrote an article about Harry Potter and totalitarianism. And I was like, oh yeah, Big Irwin did set up the wizarding government to be the most easy to fall to a coup and totalitarianism because it doesn't make no damn sense. Um, (laughs) I mean, right. Like because they celebrate some of the most impractical things, but don't, you know, really flesh out some of the most basic functions of government that you would think that a normal government would have. Like right. protecting people. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I think one of the first questions that I have um, that I'm hoping that you've thought about is election. So when mm-hmm. at the end of Order of the Phoenix, when um, we actually, you know, it's clear that Voldemort's back, um, Fudge is removed from office, mm-hmm. but we don't really hear about elections. It's just like, oh, I'm the new minister of magic. And yeah. I'm like, who are you? And did the people elect you? And no. I know, um, I don't know much about like the British parliamentary system, but I do know that they have a parliamentary system. So I don't know how it works, but I know that that's a thing. Um, and I'm wondering if you kind of thought that maybe there was some allusion to that in the way that their system works so i i did look through pottermore and i don't know just some things to try to figure out this because yeah right fun was replaced then it was made public 
so it doesn't seem like there was any kind of election at all, but it does seem that maybe there's some kind of power that's endowed. I mean, it seems like there's almost limitless power endowed, endowed to the uh, wizard gamut. Um, but it seems likely that in a state of war, which the ministry would certainly consider Voldemort being back as a state of war, mm-hmm. that they would then be able to consider themselves uh, having the wherewithal to appoint a minister without an election. But yeah, I mean, when you have a system that says, well, you can have an election, like, you know, whenever, but maybe every seven years, but that can be suspended if we, you know, don't feel like it. It's a very loosey-goosey way to run a government. Right, and I feel like, I mean, they didn't really get so much into, like, how Fudge became um, the minister mm-hmm. either and it was like how and then I know there was like the whole thing about people wanting Dumbledore to be the minister but yeah. like and like did they were they asking him to run or were they asking him to accept you know what I mean yeah. like I, I feel like it wasn't really clear right and right because I, I've seen some references to right appointments being made uh, I've picked up somewhere that Dumbledore was offered the Ministry of Magic job four times. Um, and I'm not sure if that's like during like the, like only during that first Wizarding War or if it was during Fudge's tenure. I don't know. But right, it, it seems like we haven't had a duly elected minister since before Voldemort first came to power does that because it doesn't sound like fudge was actually elected right it seems as though he because he was leading the um department of law enforcement Mm -hmm. right that Mm -mm. no what was he that was scrimger oh ah shoot Uh, he was in the um like magical t- catastrophes or something because he was like one of the first on the scene when Sirius, yeah, oh, aka right. the notorious really? mass murder, <laughs> yeah, blew up the whole with all those muggles. But yeah. I know like Scrimger was um the head of the R's office, mm-hmm. okay. Hmm. Um, yeah, do you, do you think that any of that kind of colors the way the Wizarding World? I mean, I know that you kind of mentioned like. Um, it's the easiest kind of place to uh, to topple. It's the easiest way to topple a government. Mm-hmm. But do you think that, in just terms of day to day life in the Wizarding World, that that kind of power vacuum or or you know ambiguousness of structure is illustrated in the series at all? Uh, I'm thinking yeah. a lot of like our current times and like how we are always like a day away from a constitutional crisis, right. and it feels like that seeps into everyday life yeah. now. Like everything just seems so uncertain, and I'm wondering if you think um, if you see any of that stuff happening in the books. That's a really interesting point of view. Yeah, um, I can. I feel like the places where Harry right interacts with the government where he's brought right like 
that it doesn't seem like there are lower courts. So every little thing seems to be adjudicated by the wisdom it. Um, that mm-hmm. seems to right be another place where it's like either it doesn't matter or it is a case of high treason and there's no in between. Right. And I mean, right. that's the same with Azkaban too. It's yeah. like either they're no, no like, oh yeah, we'll just let you go for blowing up your aunt. But right. like, but you know, if you do something like, you know, happen to be around the Department of Mysteries when you're not supposed to be, we're going to send it to you to six months with the Dementors. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, yeah, does not really seem, it just goes from them not caring to being really extreme so quickly. Yeah. But I I do, I, I want to think like more about this kind of feeling of, you know, there's something always happening. The world is on fire. <laughs> um, right. I mean, I guess the, I think what's such a strange thing is that weirdly enough, as much as the, you know, you know, our muggle world has so much to um, be very vigilant and I mean like there's there's no time to rest from issue to issue um we still have we still know who's in power and who's responsible and Mm. there's transparency uh, to some extent there and we're you know able to call on the what we would hope are the correct people to say uh you need to be more transparent and as far as we are able to see with the ministry, it's really the only person that the people can really necessarily call on to like, get out of power is the minister. And everybody else in the ministry seems to be just doing their own thing, has their own pet projects. You've got mm-hmm. Arthur, you know, who is, you know, we love, um, but definitely abuses his power and writes in loopholes for Ford Anglius. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, right, like, right. that's like, that's an abuse of power that, you know, we enjoy. And, <laughs> um, but, you know, there, and I think there was some kind of consequence for Arthur once that was, you know, Found to have, you know, damaged a very valuable whopping willow. But yeah, we've, we've just got a bunch of ministry officials who have not been elected, who are not beholden to anyone, just uh, writing up their own regulations in place of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they write laws, yeah. too, which is like a really weird thing because we hear about Arthur writing laws. Yeah. And he's just the head of a department. Like, yeah. Who? There are no wizard attorneys either, right? Because, like, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, I I thought I saw something about Hermione going into like wizarding law. Well, there's like magical law yeah. enforcement, but that's not litigation, well, right? I think someone, uh, I can't remember who. Someone does say to Hermione 
would you, you know, be interested in going into law or like becoming a lawyer or something along those lines? And Hermione's like, uh, I would rather do good in the world. <laughs> um, yeah, but, but I think that, that was like, into a, like joining the ministry. Yeah, you think? In terms of. I, yeah. I, I believe it was like Scrimger or something saying you should join oh, yeah, you're right. the ministry or like the minist like magical law enforcement, mm-hmm. which again goes into joining the state. But right. there isn't we don't see like you know, she's eleven or some or thirteen and she's helping Hagrid um against the build a case against and it's like, is there not a like a defense attor- right, no. attorney wizard you can call? No pro bono lawyers in the listening world yeah yeah um i think one of the other things that i wanted to talk about that like so i first met you you gave this panel at LeakyCon about uh the public and private sector which our uh wizard team listeners should know because i talk about it all the time um but we had talked about like even just like the borough and how the, like the the place is held up by magic and we don't see like inspectors or people coming to like <laughs> make sure the spell work is still like working well mm-hmm. um, when lives are kind of at stake. Yeah, and I was wondering if you could kind of expand on that more about just the other beyond you know the systems of government in terms of like law enforcement and, and criminal justice and things, but just like all of the ways in which the ministry mm-hmm. affects daily life and all of the ways in which we don't see about these other kind of systems coming up to like help wizards in their, you know, day-to-day life outside of just the wizarding world and Voldemort and Harry mm-hmm. Potter. Yeah. Well, I think what, one of the, my favorite things to come out of that particular discussion was Someone bringing up, okay, so we know Gamp's law, you can't create food, so where does the food come from? Are there wizard farmers or are the wizarding world, mm. like, buying from the muggle world? Like, how are they getting, how are they, like, feeding people? And, like, I mean, someone took it, took it into, a, like, a dark place and, you know, was saying, oh, <laughs> you know, they're modifying muggles' memories and just, like, taking... yeah it got really dark it really did Uh, but i do think i because i think it's in potomer when she talks about you know the malfoys and how mm -hmm. they kind of were in with the muggle society um Mm -hmm. and the powerful muggles for the statute of secrecy yeah i was thinking a lot about do you are you taking advantage of you know like taking a muggle's money mm-hmm. and are taking their property or whatever and modifying their memory. And then that's how people are living. Like it seems right. I, if, if I have the power, I might very well like build a myself a room and then just do a charm. So no one pays attention like a, to the fact. It's like a <laughs> perception filter. A perception yeah. filter chart, right. Yeah. So that the muggles just don't pay, you know, like how they do with the um, leaky cauldron, right. They just mm-hmm. pass by. Yeah. They, you know, they feel like they oh, I have to go somewhere else and like live rent free in a really great place. Yeah. Like, why would you not? You know, it's actually a really yeah. good idea. And you know, if I would, I would not just be a layabout. I would fuel my art. You know? yeah. I would. Oh my god! <laughs> I would, but with how close off they are from Muggles, and this is a little bit 
complicated with Fantastic Beasts and them living like in New York, where yeah. it's just like I don't see how you could have you could be that closed off from Muggles when you know so dense in population, yeah. and it's the same thing for London, I assume as well. But being closed off from Muggles, but then also needing them, East, like you know, unless there are wizard farmers, mm-hmm. you know, right? And to just like take a complete turn, but to also as far as you know, the you know how permeable this barrier between wizards and Muggles is, is uh, and I, I don't know how to explain any of this, but right, how did wizarding nations like just fall along the lines of what happened in the muggle world i mean and just right, like the right. sense of culture and nationality um evolved in exactly the same way it just i don't see how that is explained <laughs> you know even if you're saying you know this didn't develop until after you know the the statute but still that's like Right. right. I know there was like one one thing on Pottermore in Magic in North America. I feel like the American wizards and like the British wizards or whatever, like during the Revolutionary yeah. War, they like had a thing where they were like, You trying to jump in? No? Okay, us neither. And then they left it alone. But I just and like in that case, sure. <laughs> I mean it's not totally believable, but fine. But yeah, I mean, I think it's it it is interesting to see like because that stuff would affect them. Like they're not yeah. completely separated. Like they're still walking the same streets. It's like an underground. Like I don't know. Yeah. It's like kind of hidden, but it's not. And so all and it's so interesting because it's really like all of their resources really yeah. is towards like um, the statute of secrecy and like making sure that's a thing and like is upheld as opposed to things like. I don't know, regulations on stuff that they should probably have regulations on, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Having more security in the ministry. I think that's... Not being it. allowed to just operate into, into the, ministry. the ministry. Or, like, <laughs> just letting people just come in whenever they... You know what right. I mean? Like, there's just... I don't know. Yeah. I think another thing to think about, too, is the fact that, like you said, like, these lines are really arbitrary. But, and, you know, I feel like J.K. Rowling has kind of showed herself in certain ways yeah. mm-hmm. um but the fact that the at least in like with magic in north america it was like oh wizards knew about each other um but then so they still chose to come over and side with the colonialists and like colonize right. the people that they knew existed um and they didn't see any issue with that if you knew that this like there was a whole thriving society right um why would you come to the new world and then live with the colonizers um, and not have any sense of conflict about that. Yeah. Um, Especially when you think about the fact that this is an urban fantasy, right? So it's happening at the same time. So they're seeing the trail of tears. They're Mm -hmm. seeing treaties being, you know, disregarded. disregarded. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And, you know, they're probably not in the seats of power, so they don't understand like the full scope of it, but they do understand like, the context, the context, and, and what's going mm-hmm. on in their daily lives, and seeing that happen, and yet they continue to choose mm-hmm. um, to side with, like, yeah, with, yeah right. And you can't, and you can't, the idea that, sorry, yeah, I mean, like, oh, you can't side with colonization and also have 
mutual respect and kinship. That's like those don't survive mm-hmm. in the same universe. And then be surprised when people like Grindelwald and Voldemort show up. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and the right. other part of that too is like to have that that belief system of magic is might. Yeah. That seems like it, at least from what I understood from that um, magic in North America writing, seems like it was always kind of present. Mm-hmm. That there were always people that kind of felt that way to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um, to have that and then not have the idea of, well, if magic is might, then we can side with the oppressed and and stop this colonization right. where, where it stands mm-hmm. and also come to the new world and live an open, non-secretive life. life. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, so again, though, that all makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know... And your theory of At this point, if it makes sense. It's not that's not the thing that they want to do. Yeah. It's not fun. Making sense is boring. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. I guess. But there's um there are other, you know, questions about governments and structures and systems that I would love for you to help us understand more. One of those things is in regards to the what how all of these things relate to the statute of secrecy and the welfare of like children. So yeah. when we think about Obscurus and um, how, how easily Harry Potter could have been, could have been an obscure, yeah. Obscurus, um, Obscurial or Voldemort or the idea that like the government's sole purpose is to maintain the statute of secrecy. And most of the things that we see in the series sprout from that um but no one thought hey maybe we should save like we know that if children bottle up their magic they can become dangerous and they can lose control of it maybe we should save them from abusive situations in which they bottle up their magic Mm. and there's we don't have to hear (laughs) about any kind of like (laughs) right and we don't hear about any kind of you know social safety net um in terms of you know, social workers or, you know, Voldemort sent to, or Tom Riddle, sorry, is sent to a muggle orphanage mm-hmm. and no one, and I know that, like, you don't know that they're, they show magic until a certain, like. You don't really know until they show magic. It, yeah, you yeah. don't really know until they show magic, but the same way that Hogwarts has that book, writing yeah. down when children show magic and they're accepted, there should be a social department, um, social welfare department with a similar book being like, oh, there's a kid with magic. We should go check on check them, on them okay. and check on their well-being. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's no therapist. <laughs> there's no therapist. Right guidance counselor, no grief counselor. Yeah, uh, I mean, like even <laughs> just like thinking about you know Great Britain's uh, like National Health Service um, and. Yeah, I don't know. I was was watching them called the midwife, like, and they're just like, here, like, you get this, like, all this stuff for this, like, new kid that comes into the world, and like, that is just like part of what the society does is they're like looking out for, hey, there are you know kids coming into the world, like, why aren't we doing this, you know, with you know magical kids and saying like, hey. You know, you have magic. Here's what that's all about. 
you know, you mm-hmm. may be in a muggle situation and like not able to like control your powers, but like here's, you know, how to deal with that. Here's some like tools to, you know, channel your 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 issues like into and but also like like you're saying, like if like kids Please are in an abusive situation, <laughs> let's get those kids out. Right, like I mean, it's the most. Gotta be a better way. Is you know, absurdly enough, doing more for like more children than the Wizarding World is with a lot fewer kids to worry about. Um, but yeah, Right. right. Yeah, I mean, it just it boggles my mind. There was uh that. You know, there's nothing that we, I mean, we would know about it, I guess, if it was coming from Harry's point of view. Um, You know, for kids who grew up in muggle households, be like, okay, you are going to experience a a huge amount of culture shock. You don't know how things Mm -hmm. operate. You know, like, let's sit you down and teach you what are some of the basic things about our world. Um, instead of having, right. you know, other kids have to explain it to you as you encounter them. Or like sending Hagrid when Hagrid doesn't know how to do it with <laughs> right. children. And, Hagrid <laughs> and Hagrid's not allowed to perform magic. Like, so how are you going to send the dude who can't perform magic to explain magic to the kid? Yeah. And the fact that, like, that's up to Dumbledore. Oh, I mean, yeah. I guess that makes sense, but, like, the, the ministry isn't sending people. Yeah. So one of the things that we talk about a lot now that we're reading Order of the Phoenix is that if if it wasn't Dolores Umbridge um, as the High Inquisitor, it does completely make sense that there needed to be a High Inquisitor, right? right. There needed to be some... There's a lot of foolishness happening at Hogwarts. making sure... Yeah. Right. I mean, kids getting petrified, no one's calling their parents, like, yeah, that alone, amazing. like... Um, I feel so bad for Hermione's parents. But it's like it's like one of those things where like the ministry like should be doing these things, but then when they do interfere, it makes things worse. Like when yeah. Sirius Black got out, and they're like, "Let's put Dementors, hundreds of Dementors, around some children. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's go ahead and do that." Like so, I it's just I don't know. It's like you get upset at like Dumbledore and like you know the fact that like we've said this a bunch of times, like it's a school and it's not being, people are not being like given the care that they need. But then when the people who should be giving it or who should at least be regulating it, they're not much better. So then all the kids are like suffering because of it. They're screwed. Um, And then you end up shocked that you've had a serial killer, serial killer, Nazi fascist Mm -hmm. in each generation though. (laughs) Right. I, I, and like I a give complacent, it to, um, you know, populace that is like, well, <laughs> as long as I can just like have my little, you know, fiefdom, I'm okay. <laughs> right, right. Because I feel like as much as terrible as humans are, like we we had a we had Hitler, and then we were like, let's not do that again. <laughs> um, and not to say that we don't, we haven't had other terrible people, but like they at least have to change up the game a little bit. You know what I mean? They have to be a little bit more like you change the messaging up. And I feel like 
the messaging between Grindelwald and Voldemort were very similar, yeah. which is a whole other issue in terms of writing and storyline, but like dealing with it as it is, mm-hmm. there's, there doesn't seem to be a good, I mean, we can, it, this even goes to like Ben's as a history teacher, like, you know, oh learning gosh. your history so you're not doomed to repeat it. Like there doesn't seem to be. If they don't have a retirement age. I mean, I know you can't like. Or like situational like awareness to of, retire, right? But like once you're dead, I feel like you're you're taking somebody else's job. That's the one point where I'm like, all right, fam, you gotta go. I mean, sorry. Uh, uh, tears for Remus again because I'm sure he could have taught Aww. a better history of magic. I'm sure. Oh my god! And yeah, why not Remus? Um, and then that brings me to another thing of how <laughs> systems is. So we know that Remus is a metaphor for um, blood. Um, illnesses like AIDS Mm -hmm. and that kind of um, stigma that comes along with it. But like you said, with the, you know, national health services in Britain and things, there is a Wolfsbane potion. Yeah. And there doesn't seem to be any like recognition that like the stigma around being a werewolf can be mitigated. Right. Um, And that there's a, there's a blame the victim mentality when it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty well known that Lupin did nothing to like, yeah. he was a child when he was bitten. So but considering that, um, yeah, I mean, not only is it a you know kind of like it's a public health issue, it's also a public safety issue, and that mm-hmm. they wouldn't invest in <laughs> making sure that Wolfsbane was readily and widely available. And right, we know that it's some like difficult to do, but I, I feel like that would be something that is worth investing in. Um, saying like, <laughs> right, hey, right. we care. Especially if you're trying to keep a secret. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, yeah. right. So there's I mean, like I multiple just, layers just, of like they don't have to care about these things. It's just, you know, why. you keep the secret. Right. And that's just, I think that's like the thing, right, is like the just kind of going back to the Statue of Secrecy is like it's supposed to be the, it's like the law from which all of these governments are like founded and like why they do, why they're there, why they do what they do. But then like the simplest things, they could do some of the like easiest yeah. things and then they wouldn't have to worry about it. And they kind of just like brush that aside. And I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I feel like muggle governments do this too, where it's um, like trying to fix the, the effect of the problem and not the actual problem. Right. Yeah. Just like, like putting a bandaid over on, it. Uh, punishment and very much not there on prevention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm. Humans suck. I know. Magic <laughs> can't even make that better. Like I Magic do doesn't do. make humans better. Humans are going to human. Yeah. Unfortunately. Even in fictional worlds. <laughs> is there something that if you were writing the book you would have done differently in terms of the structures Ooh. and at least even the communication of the the government mm-hmm. um uh, i would have liked to see, to see just like a legislative body at all um <laughs> some <laughs> level of accountability but i think i mean so, so there's that kind of, you know, maybe strengthening of, you know, actual accountability to the people by the government. Um, but I mean, just from a level of, a, you know, direct impact on maybe like a regular basis on our favorite characters, just 
having somebody just having uh having somebody check in with these kids and saying, Hey, I care yeah. about you. What's going on? <laughs> Let's process these feelings. Right. And not just like using them as pawns. <laughs> oh my gosh. Let's maybe get you out of this. Situation. So much using them as pawns. Oh. Yeah, I mean just you know, it's so seldom, unfortunately, that we have an adult figure that we can really trust and say, like, this adult figure definitely has the best interest out for mm-hmm. these kids and has, I, I guess I would qualify that, like, and has the power to make sure that these kids are okay. Because I think there are some, I mean, right. like, we've got some characters. I was going to say Remus like, again. Yeah, Remus and Sirius, <laughs> I think, are pretty, um, mm-hmm. you know, they, they're they very limited in their scope and, you know, what they're able to do. But they definitely, you know, yeah. they've been through it. I thought the same with McGonagall, too. Yeah. I feel like McGonagall true. does what she can, but she does not have the... She hasn't had the power to yeah. affect real change. Yeah. Um, and she gives, she gives Carrie biscuits, so I feel like that plan <laughs> is almost as good as a real therapy session. <laughs> so close. <laughs> almost made that, it. Okay, that's another great question. <laughs> what is a profession that you wish you would have seen in, um, in the series that you that you think exists in the Wizarding World, but we just maybe didn't see, mm. or um, that you'd like to see exist in the Wizarding World. Yeah, I don't think it exists, but Child Protective Services would be high up on that list. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I just, I worry about these kids. They're just, they're, they're so yeah. much trauma, they're living through wars, and they, you know, you know, we've got, you know, I don't know, kids in abusive situations that then, you know, either, you know, end up, you know, like a lamb for slaughter or, you know, they just like become themselves. Wizard Hitler. So those are your options if you're in a like bad family situation, apparently. Yeah, so that would be my my feeling. It's like there there needs to be some, I mean, just like think about, you know, I, I mean, I've like just like cried and cried, like looking at you know people's head cannons for the year after the, the you know they win the second Wizarding War, and uh, you know all of the kids at Hogwarts can see Seth's rolls, and I'm just like, uh, uh, and there's no in place to explain what those are. These kids need counseling. Yeah. 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 Oh man, that's another thing that I that I mean, as you were saying that that I thought about, which is, um, I would have I would have loved to see the like as a, having a character, not just knowing that they existed, but having a, a substantial character who was the social services um, mm. minister mm-hmm. or the you know grief counselor that comes in and right. to like know what that character was would, like was like, like yeah. you know just based off of um how the books are and just like how joe writes most of her like adult character <laughs> well that's not really true i don't know for some reason in my head i feel like they would 
not be helpful. <laughs> right. Because I feel like it doesn't help the plot for them to actually have real, like, viable yeah. options for, like, care. So, like, for some reason, like, for at least for, like, mental health. Because Madame Pomfrey is yeah. great and he's yeah. a raise. She but. will save your body. She cannot <laughs> help with your mind. Yeah. She's just yeah. not qualified. That's not her job. Um, but yeah, I, I really appreciate so yeah, I don't know. The, your your panel at LeakyCon, though, about the, the Minister of <laughs> Social Services. That was Herman, right? Um, Herbert. Herbert. Yeah. Yeah. Herbert <laughs> should be fired. He yeah. has to go. He's got to go. Oh, man. Him and Eric, man. Him and Eric. Oh. <laughs> I really do think Eric needs to be fired. Eric needs to be fired, but like... Or he needs a raise. He... Or he just needs a team. He, needs like, a team. he doesn't have a team. It's he needs just a team. him. He's tired. Yeah. He needs a vacation. <laughs> 501, they're both together at the Leaky Cauldron. Like, <laughs> man, I do not get to and Eric. I get see you at the Leaky just Cauldron me. at 501. <laughs> we can operate there since you can operate in and out yep. of the ministry. Right. <laughs> Exactly. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Those yeah. poor dudes. It, I don't know. Do we do we see a character? I don't feel like we see a character in the ministry who's just like trying to well, we've got we've got Arthur who's trying to do right. But the ministry does not We kind of see yeah. yeah, I think we kind of see that with Madame yeah. Bones, too. She, like, <clears throat> she keeps her sense of, like, justice yeah. and, I mean, maybe some of it is just, like, morbid curiosity in the same way that Arthur is. Mm, true. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, at least it seems as though she has on a, she's not searching on the hunt for power as much as on a hunt for, like, doing a good job. Yeah. So I think another question that comes to me comes to mind from all of the work that you've done is what made you um want to explore you know these systems and things more and like Mm -hmm. you know start doing panels and and talk about these things oh uh wow that i don't know um i well for me (laughs) there's a lot there i mean i uh I went to school, I got my master's in social work. So one of the things that happens when you're going through that degree is they show you all of the ways that social services is like failing or like can fail and Hmm. like will fail. Like what are the pieces of the systems that, you know, we haven't figured out the answer to yet of how to make sure that we don't, um, put kids in bad situations. Um, so that was, so I feel like that was one of the things that was, you know, at, at the time I was thinking, oh, just, you know, every fictional story is like not like paying attention enough to what's going on with, um, you know, orphans, especially, um, you know, kids with, you know, uh, abusive situations and, you know, where in, you know, most fictional stories, it's sort of like, this is, you know, the strength of the, you know, this is where the kid like becomes 
you know, hardened or, you know, they, they still like retain their humanity through it, but it's not like, okay, but you know, we also like lost this kid's childhood here. Um, Mm. so, so that's part of, you know, that kind of piece. Um, I mean, I just, you know, through the years and, you know, watching the West Wing and Parks and Recreation, I'm like, okay, so there are some, you know, idealistic (laughs) ways that we can imagine uh, how systems and government can operate and, you know, that, um, kind of bled through in, you know, my career, I'm, you know, a fundraiser for a lobby that, you know, is trying to go for, you know, social justice, um, and, you know, go through the system and legislation to make that happen. And, uh, alongside other, you know, movements that, you know, maybe going outside of the system. So, you know, with Harry Potter, you know, people are, you know, like this government is not gonna help us out here. We have to, you know, just like take down Voldemort. So that was one of the first things that, you know, got me thinking about presenting a WikiCon, which so the first one I did was in 2012. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just trying to like, like look at the like, heroines journeys with uh, Buffy, Katniss, and Cora, and um, just kind of like thinking through like how are they dealing with you know what their call is and then I think like from there my interest in like presenting or like it's been mostly in what I just want to convene people and like talk about the subjects that I want to talk about and not necessarily like mm-hmm. have me be the expert necessarily because I like I feel like there are a lot of people who have a lot of different experiences and perspectives. So that's like one of the like my favorite things about like doing you know these things in LeakyCon is that there are so many people who have so many like different opinions and points of view that things can come out of that discussion that I had never thought of. So, like, when we talk about, you know, how activism comes out in Harry Potter versus in, you know, other types of stories that we see, like, with the Friends of the Ood or with, you know, mm-hmm. Katniss in the Hunger Games or uh, DC Comics, the movement, like, just, like, thinking, trying to figure out how do people interact with systems and the government. Um, it's something that just really speaks to me now. And I, I love like hearing, you know, where people are coming from and like where the holes they see are, um, because there is so much to explore because J.K. Rowling didn't write this for us to like understand <laughs> sensibly <laughs> what's going on <laughs> in these books. Um, as far as government, <laughs> it's just, you know, right. right. So. And I mean, they're a plot device, which is why I like, and this is kind of why I love, um, just like fandom. Yeah. Um, because what happens is we all get like way too deep. <laughs> and so then we poke yep. all the holes and we're like, but why is this like this? And this doesn't make any <laughs> sense. But like, if she had really tried to 
real like viable magical government like these we books would have, have never book. come out <laughs> like that's why we have george R. R. martin hasn't come out with his books because he's way too deep into that <laughs> in like the detail or whatever um and backstory so like it's it's such a weird um but it's also fun to like play in those holes mm-hmm. as well um and to just like come up with yeah. your own theories and like make up your own stuff and ask questions and kind of just write it all off like I do most of the time. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, they just don't make sense and that's just how they are. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's like, it's such a weird thing where it's like, I want to see this, but then also we would lose all of the like conversation and yeah. um, like theories and stuff from people. Well, I don't know. Cause I, I, I was about to say like, and if she had, like Harry wouldn't exist because he would have been saved. Right. But there's so many failings in our own governments. Mm -hmm. Right. So we could have seen like the, just the failure of these systems. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is also a problem with George R. R. Martin though. Right. It would still take forever and (laughs) things wouldn't come out. But, um, I do think that it's very interesting to, to think about like, all of this stuff could still have happened with a minister of social services yeah. who just wasn't paying attention or just was too worried about power. But it would have been a little, I don't know, I guess I, for me personally, I would have felt a little bit more comforted that like, at least that system is in place. He right. just stinks in his job. <laughs> like we, you know, like we have right, a it's not an institutional like thing. It's right. just like you know, a person. Uh-huh. Like, you know, there could have been right. a very good response to Harry Potter saying Voldemort was back unfortunately fudge was in office you know and it's not that and that is just as you know more believable i guess because humans are fallible and humans gonna human magical or not but yeah i i i'm so glad that you decided to explore these things obviously because i i've been thinking about you know the minister for magical engineering for yeah two years now (laughs) (laughs) and how the borough is still standing um and the pipes which we've also talked about like the the, like both in the ministry because nagini's just strolling through the department of (laughs) mysteries getting in through the entrance of the pipes and and the bath list (laughs) so i'm very grateful that you decided to explore these things um Yeah. yeah So we've been talking for almost an hour now. Oh, it's what happens. <laughs> it's what happens. I could continue to talk about Pulls this all in. <laughs> forever. But I thought we would. So as you know, we like to name an MVP mm-hmm. and um, and bench someone. Um, and we do this even for our bonus episode. So all right. who would be your MVP, public or private sector wizarding mm-hmm. world? MVP? Uh, I think my MVP is Harry for standing up against these government people who just like want to hold on to their power, whether it be Fudge or Scrimger, and saying, like, no, I know my life is not going to be made any easier by uh you know disagreeing with you but you know what i don't need you anyway so i i think that by by not putting a stamp of approval on 
a not elected new government, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I have to um, have to give kudos to Harry for that. Yeah, that's real. Diana. Um, I am going to make. Hmm. I think I'm going to make Eric the MVP because <laughs> I just, you know, I wish. It's not. Yeah. It's a hard job. It's his fault. It's not yeah. his fault. He needs the funding. Um, the funding yeah. isn't there for him. Yeah, and I think what you know. What people can just evaporate in? What are you going <laughs> to do? There's really no like at, at that point. There's no reason. Like he's just getting free money. <laughs> like they had a little bit of money left over in their budget. They had to spend it, so they were like, "Let's get security mm-hmm. up in here." Um, you can't so, do anything, right? Because there's no way you can track that. Um, so yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say Eric. I'm also gonna say Hermione mm. for like I feel like yeah. she's one of the few um, characters, and like she doesn't necessarily think like oh we need to have child protective services, right? But I like, think that like she does see those flaws in yeah. the system, um, and even though like she sometimes like blunders her way through trying to fix mm-hmm. them, at she's least trying. she's trying yeah. and like sees those holes, and is not just like blinded by oh it's magical and I've never like been a magical place before or whatever. So. Um, yeah, I think her too. Eric and Hermione. Yeah. I think those are good. I, um, I think I'm going to give it my MVP to, oh gosh, I don't know. Um, I'm going to give it to Sirius, um, right. because, and, and, and not, I, I don't want to say just Sirius, right? There's, there's no spreadsheet here. So I'm yeah. going to give it to everyone yeah, it doesn't matter. who has been wronged by the system mm-hmm. and did not come out as a magical Hitler um, and right. is yeah. continuing to believe in good um, in the society and striving to save it. Um, and that's serious. That's, you know, Hagrid was done wrong by the mm-hmm. system. Remus. Remus, um, Lupin. Um, we have Harry Potter yeah. as well. Um, so we have all these, uh, these um, examples of people who, uh, through no fault of their own, Maybe even Aberforth. I don't know though about the book. He <laughs> been, I, mean, I think I feel I think like he, um, he was he was doing something with yeah. the books, but I think that like having those reactions, like you said earlier, and and still being able to not you know turn mm-hmm. um, is admirable, and they should they are the MVP for me. That's real. Um, okay, uh, and who did you bench, Maggie, or who? Um, I would. I would bench all of the ministry lifers who just want to hold on to their, you know, little section of power and who, you know, just turned their head and their, you know, they held their nose and, you know, just went along uh, with whatever, you know, fudge was doing, you know, with, all, you know, all the, you know, letting Umbridge just like, go to town on Hogwarts, um, you know, you know, everything that, you know, allowed Voldemort's takeover of the ministry to take place. Um, and, you know, also for, you know, being so entrenched in the ministry and not thinking, Hey, we should, you know, have, uh, you know, social services for our these kids. I am. Yeah. Similarly, I'm going to bench the ministry, but I guess, like, maybe I'm just going to bench the Wizarding World because I feel like there has to be some do. kind of logic <laughs> to, like, just some kind. It doesn't have to necessarily be, like, 
my you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be like the what I think is right, but something like some reasoning for the way mm-hmm. things are, if that's the way it has to be. Um, and just for not really like, like just. I don't know for not understanding that like the problem they're trying to fix is really easy, easy to solve if they care about kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's, that's yeah. the most vulnerable, like population. population with both like in terms of like their, like, you know, if this is going to be a really weird analogy, but like if you, if you get, if you like you're with your people and you get kidnapped and they're like you're getting tortured you know what i mean like there's like a vulnerable person both for like they're vulnerable as in like they're gonna get hurt but also they'll like spill all your secrets so like some one of them you got to care about Mm -hmm. at least and and like yeah so i don't know they they just need to be better and i'm also going to bench the wizarding world um similarly but i also think just for being and i would say all of the complacent members of society for being complacent and not fighting for and so this is like obviously not doesn't count the members of the order of the phoenix and things but not fighting for better representation for a better system um and just and and burying their heads in the sand and letting the status quo continue for so long um they're benched yeah cool so, yeah awesome. Right. Well, thank you so much for joining thank us. You. This was super fun. I yeah. <laughs> podcast, and I love you guys. So I am so happy to uh-huh. have had this conversation with you all. Well, same and same. Um, do we want to let the people know where they can find you online, uh, or yeah, do you want to keep that anonymous? <laughs> uh, I am like really bad at twittering, but uh, I can be found at. Muggle Brevig on Twitter. Yes. Muggle, then awesome. awesome. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> even though you're definitely not a muggle, I always get like mad for uh, you, even though you made that name. <laughs> I'm like, Maggie's not a muggle. <laughs> but it's also like, but I think like the 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 pun, it's it's just a really it's a good it's a good name. Yeah. It is. Like, it may not be accurate. It's not accurate, but it's, but it's a good name. Yeah. <laughs> I, I appreciate the appreciation for puns. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much. And we hope to, I mean, we'll definitely see you, be seeing you soon. Yeah. <laughs> True. Um, yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, on Wednesday, we will resume our regular schedule, and we'll be discussing Chapter 29 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix career advice turn up turn up turn up um make sure to read and follow along and if you want to join the conversation on twitter at us we black and nerds hashtag wizard team um you can follow maggie at muggle brevig on twitter um which is literally one of the best um twitter ads ever her name's maggie very good twitter at at muggle oh perf amazing um yeah so thanks guys thanks and we'll see you next Wednesday or this Wednesday or whatever. Wednesday. We'll see you Wednesday. Wibbly wobbly. (laughs) Wibbly wobbly.